Hello, and welcome to Everything We Made, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like you to hear something. Conservation Effort by Aspartame featuring my pal Cooper Winterson on drums. I was more excited about this three-song EP than a debut that I've heard in quite a while. So let's hear what Cooper has to say about it. My dad just sent me a bunch of like old, these old hi tapes for me to, uh, to digitize. And, uh, and that is like on there. It's like me and my brother. My brother's like five years older than me. Okay. Um, but it's like the two of us just like, yeah, like playing air guitar. And so like, oh, actually it was to the Cranberries. I remember as a kid doing it also to the Beatles, but there's a video of us like listening to the, the Cranberries. It's like Linger is playing in the background. Nice. Did, yeah. Who was on the, uh, who was on the pan drums? It's probably me. Off and I on? Think, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a free it was a little off and on. I think it was me though. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and my brother was like on the tennis racket guitar. Nice. Did, did yeah. you do you have any did you have any rhythm? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, that sounds like a, a the making of a an aspartame like music video though just like yeah those, those old tapes with uh with the, the the new songs cut over them it's uh, true i'll be digitizing them all so i'll have them all yeah just um you know just get your get your brother to sign off on it and uh yeah exactly good um <laughs> yeah so other than like you know um the the like tennis racket and the pots and pans did you play any instruments when you were growing up um, sort of, but actually not really. My, my personal history with music is really weird and random and scattered, um, because they're basically because of skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like I started skating pretty much when I was like five, you know, I, I've never stopped. You know, I played like the clarinet in elementary school for like a year or two or something, you know? Uh-huh. Like little things like that. I think that like most kids that, you know, like, I don't know, just who have access to that kind of stuff end up inevitably doing. Um, but the first kind of instrument that I ever tried to learn uh, was bass because actually, no, it was it was actually drums um, because my aunt is actually uh, a musician. She's like pretty pretty like not like well-renowned musician she used to play in this band in the 80s called the passions i don't know if you've heard of them okay they they, they actually had like a like a radio hit in the in the, the german film star okay. um and uh so she you know she's like super super musical 
and I think was basically trying to like influence me and my brother all to be musical. And so she actually she actually bought me a drummer eight. So I actually as a kid, um, and but I I never played it because because I was just so obsessed with skating that I just like couldn't I couldn't focus any time into it. Um, and like I've always loved music, you know I like grew up listening to like you know, Green Day and Blink-182 were, like, the first kind of, like, bands that I really liked that were, like, you know, that I liked. And then, you know, my dad and my mom are both into, like, pretty good music. Like, obviously, Cranberries as an example of, like, the type of stuff that I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then my aunt in the picture, too, like, as part of that. Um, but, yeah, so basically, my, my aunt just took the drum set back. She's like, well, if you, you know, if you don't, if you're if you're not like into this like perfectly good drum set i'm happy to take it back and make use of it so so she did that she took it back held on to it used it and then oddly enough it is actually the drum set that i still have to this day (laughs) i ended up getting it back from her years and years later and now it's my drum set. It's what I use. It's what I rehearse on. It's in the practice space that we play in. And I even recorded, I think, I probably recorded the Aspartame EP with it. I think we used my drum set for that. I can't remember what. I've, I've recorded with it one time. I believe it was for that. That's uh, awesome. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Full circle. But she also, when I was like 12, she actually bought me a bass guitar. And, um, I would, yeah, I like kind of fucked around on that for a few years, kind of a similar thing. I was a little bit older, so it was like, I had a little bit more kind of forethought to keep trying and, but it definitely was still fell behind skating. And then I basically really started learning drums like after high school in college, I kind of just became more obsessed with it and more obsessed with this type of music yeah and uh and my because actually another odd thing is like when i was in high school i mostly was like listening to hip-hop um a lot of like you know like jay dilla and mf doom kind of shit uh-huh. and um so like for that matter too it was like instruments weren't really like on my radar playing an instrument wasn't really on my radar because it wasn't like that kind of stuff that I was really into at the time. Yeah. But yes, but again, cyclically, it was like, you know, like I said, I grew up really loving Green Day and Blake 182. And like, and then like randomly when I was like, you know, from like 10 to 12 was listening to like Choking Victim and like, shit, I really love Choking Victim. I loved like Ska. Uh-huh. Skycore, and I loved. Um, what else was I listening to at the time? Just like '80s hardcore, like Minor Threat, Descendants, uh-huh. uh, Adolescence, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it was like, it was like I started going that way, and then I like sh- totally shifted gears, and then like then Full Circle came back to it, and then it's actually at the driving that really got me back into basically like the type of music that I'm really, really into now. Yeah. I mean, that'll do it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, yeah. Going back to skating, though, like, you you know, you were saying that you were, like, really obsessed with it for a very long time, like, from a young age and stuff. Like, um, yeah. how far were you trying to take that, like, pursuit? Like, were you, you're just, like, in the streets doing it all the time? Or were you, like, yeah. were you, like, going, go, were you, like, amateur? Like, were you trying to go pro or were you sponsored well, or? That's kind of where I'm at now, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I actually uh, just got put on glue skateboards. I mean, I'm still skating is still such a huge part of my life, but I'm kind of able to compartmentalize and, you know, do kind of music and skating at the same time. Um, yeah, the skating thing never stopped for me. It was constant. And, and I actually, it was, only, it was only sidetracked by, like, my love for filming, and um, so filming skateboarding became a, really my huge, my main involvement in skating for, for many, many, many years from like late high school through to like the end of college. And obviously, like I still do that now also, but mm -hmm. my life is kind of like a mishmash of like doing all these different things that I am passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was really into skating as a kid as well, but then like I sprained my wrist and couldn't couldn't play guitar for a while, right. so I, I quit. I was like, I can't. Like it, it like made, you want you were more into guitar. Yeah, it was like guitar, yeah. it was like I I like I can't play guitar for two weeks. Like if this ever happens again, I'll I'll die. I'll literally die. Like what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you know. So yeah, it was it was like that's it, you know. And yeah, um, yeah it was kind of. It's kind of weird too, because my dad told me that that would happen. Um, well, he told <coughs> when you started skating, he was like, "You're gonna break your um, wrist. You can't play guitar." No, not not exactly, but um, just like like the first time you hurt yourself and you can't play guitar, you won't want to ride that skateboard anymore. And I was like really mad because right, right. he was right. You know, I wanted to I wanted oh, to yeah. not be right, but like he was right. I was like, "Fuck." Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, so I don't know. Like the most I ever, you know, it's like. Like we, you know, I still have one and, you know, the most I ever is just like, just like ollie down like two stairs or something just to make my kids think I'm cool, you know, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're still young enough. Like they haven't seen like, you know, uh, right. yeah, fucking, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I, I, I'm over 21. That's, oh. <laughs> that's the official, um, no, I heard that, um, that's, I heard that whenever Christopher Reeve, who, who like, I, I, at this point I'm to understand he was not really a great person, but um, like wait, uh, who Christopher Reeve? Oh yeah, the uh, you know the OG Superman. Um, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm I'm told that he never liked to give out his age, so he would just always say he's over 21. And so since that's, I, that's really yeah, since since I heard that, I'm yeah. that's how I go to. I'm, <laughs> I'm over 21. Hey, fair um, enough. But um, yeah, like. I, I was super into it as a kid too and yeah we used to skate with like some pros and um just like a blast but you know like that decision got made for me real fast um yeah and i've seen that decision happen with other people too like i my, my one of my my good friends growing up i mean he's still a good friend of mine i just, you know i don't see him as much but mm -hmm. my my friend eric zola and he's like a fucking phenomenal jazz guitarist and uh it was the same thing for him he he got this really bad double concussion when he was a kid, when we, like, when we were in high school. And uh, they were, the doctors were basically like, yeah, if you like hit your, again, hit your head again, like you're 
like you're fucked basically. Yeah. Um, because it was like this series, this is like super unfortunate series of events where he had like hit his head on like a door, like the locker door at gym and didn't realize it that he had a concussion. And then he fell skating mm. in his head again, like in like within the next few days or like a week or something. And this is just the thing. And then, so he basically just got into playing guitar through that. Just like more than ever. Yeah. More than ever. And then it became his thing. And now he's like afraid to skate at all. Cause he's like, not only that was probably traumatizing, but he's like, dude, if I like hurt my hands, you know, like what the fuck am I going to do? Like, yeah. Cause you know, he like gigs and stuff like he's, but yeah. So similar, similar kind of like thing. I feel like you, you kind of pick one or the other, like in our day and age, you know, for, for people in our generation, it seems like music or skating is like, or, you know, or like skating adjacent yeah. activities are kind of like, uh, the, the main things that people seem to kind of split off. Like they like both, but then they kind of choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, yeah, you know, like when you're younger, it's, it's, you know, it's one thing too. Like, um, like you, you, heal, yeah. you heal faster, you know? Yeah. You're more resilient. You <laughs> yeah. get hurt and you're good. And then yeah. you just like, you have all the energy to, but I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm, I already have like bad knees and stuff. And so I, I obviously like, I probably by picking, um, guitar and stuff over skating, I probably saved myself like a few years of, you know, like my, my bad knees. knees. Yeah. Yeah. They would have been, you know, worse. Um, Oh yeah, dude. I've had my sooner. fair share. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had knee surgery in high school cause I had a, sh- a shitty knee. Oh damn. It's actually doing pretty good now though. Good That's thing you good. got that surgery. That's good. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I definitely remember just like hitting a, you know, hitting like a, a link, a, like a lengthy enough, like stair gap or something and when you hit at the bottom of that and you, your knees just feeling like <laughs> fucking rubber you know like i can't yeah. imagine that like now you know yeah but i mean yeah you have to just like for like for my you know leading by example like you basically just have to keep doing it for your body to stay used to it yeah a yeah, lot of it is a stamina was... thing yeah because it's like I'll, I'll get hurt too or whatever and i can't skate for like a few months and then i'll go back to skating and i'll feel like not not like worse at skating but it's like i can feel my stamina is just not the same and i have to like work it back and mm-hmm. even for like like for example like jumping downstairs you know it's like yeah. a similar thing it's kind of like you hit a threshold where you like do it enough you kind of just get used to it your body just gets used to it and then you can like do it it's really weird yeah do you have the oh, it's same? Like, I guess like playing an instrument too. It's like muscle memory or something. That's what I was gonna say. Do you have the same thing with drums? Because like if I don't play drums very much, then I need like a week of just like playing everything as fast as I can before I'm like, okay, I feel yeah. good again. Yeah, I kind of feel you. I mean, the only thing that's nice about drums, uh, which I have told people before, um, which is basically the only reason I really was able to learn drums, is that you can actually practice without playing which you can't do with like guitar or really like any other instrument. Okay. Elaborate on that. Well, I mean, I, am again, I'm just like, this is just in my own experience, but like, I you know, like figuring out how to play a song by listening to it, right. With drums is like right. something that, something that you can do with, you can't really do with like just, you know, for example, guitar. Yeah. Unless you're like insanely fucked at guitar and you like, 
no, that's a G chord, or you know, like yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but oh, there's a train over me. Sorry. But like with drums, like you know, I like I maybe like maybe this is a skill that I have or something, but I don't. I think it's common for for drummers that like you could listen to a song and just learn how to play it by listening to it. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. Because you just like, you know, you tap it out and like as long as you have like a baseline understanding of like what drums sound like and like understand how they work, you know, a little bit of practice, like you can figure it out. And that this is basically like how I ended up learning how to play drums. Yeah. Me, same it was, with it, me. Yeah. Like, I didn't. Somebody just was like one time I was being the annoying guitar player that was like being like play this beat. And and somebody was like, if you can do it, then you fucking do it. And and I was like, I can okay, play drums. Fine. And then they they kept yeah they kept egging me on, and I was like okay, and I and I could do it, and I was like holy shit. And they, <laughs> oh wait, you know, I can't. <laughs> yeah, he was mad at first. He was like, there's no way you just this is the first time you ever played. And I was like, it, it is, you know. And <laughs> and it was this whole you know it was this whole thing. It it went from like being irritated to being entertained like he was like <laughs> yeah he was like play something else you know and and yeah uh, yeah i mean it was cool it was just it was weird and then yeah when you know when when you came to that point like where you don't everybody's wants to be in a band and there's no drummers then i was like fine i'll just buy a All drum right. set i've i've done it before like out of nowhere yeah. and i figured um, out you practice enough blah, blah, blah. like yeah. you figured out yeah but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then like Yeah. Yeah, there's like also like weird um there's also weird like ti- like timing things that you can do to like train your timing and whatnot, you know, like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know if you were about to like unlock a whole other thing that I hadn't considered as well, you know, like but right. um yeah, you 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 can and it's it's pretty cool too cuz like you know, you, I mean, on guitar, you can also just, like, come up with a riff and just, like, hum it out, you know, or whatever. Like, you can... Right. Da, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which is what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My phone is, like, full of voice memos of me just, like, humming out shit. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't actually play guitar, so, like, I have to do that and then like have someone else translate <laughs> yeah i mean i just did that right before you called me i was just funny it's like oh uh, yeah i need i got i still were trying to work out the thing that goes before this other thing and then i was like oh wait i think i got it um, oh yep yep i did <laughs> yeah there we go yeah, same um, here. yeah that's awesome that's it yeah um, that's so funny but also um the one the other thing too that helped me out um early on which made me realize i could do it was was actually just rock band oh really yeah because i before that it was like because i had that drum set as a kid but i literally never played it it was like i still had like zero experience Mm -hmm. so i wasn't like i didn't i wasn't like oh yeah i kind of like kind of play drums it was like no i like basically never played drums before and then in high school, I, like, got pretty good at playing rock band drums and, like, figuring out the whole, like, foot and coordination thing, which, like, that game will do for you, if not huh. anything else. You're like, oh, okay, like, I get it now. Like, I see I see how this works mentally. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and then yeah, yeah. So it was a combination of that, and then just just being super attentive to music I was listening to and wanting to replicate it. And then like, you know, I'd finally sit down at a drum set and be like, well, I've been listening to the song a lot. I think I know how the drums go. Let me give it a go. And then being like, okay, this is actually kind of accurate. Like I'm kind of doing it. Mm-hmm. There is a translation here. Did you start trying to get in, like get a band going right away, or were you just like, "This is fun as hell"? Um, kind of. I kind of, yeah, because it was like, it, it was all a little bit fat. Like I, I, like the amount of years that I've been playing drums is 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 kind of a fluid number for that reason. I didn't, you know, I was like, okay, I started playing, you know, seven years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but it's not really like concrete, but. Somewhere between five and eight years ago is maybe like the, you know, like something. Maybe maybe five is a little bit too short at this point, given COVID time. But probably six six to nine years ago, I'd say it was like mm-hmm. the amount of time that I'm playing, and and it and it kind of came with me like my resurgence and listening to, you know, or like really finding more of this music that that I now really love and is like part of my, like, you know, I'd say is part of my identity in many ways, but, um, is very rhythmic based. Um, and you know, is very much, if you're into it, you're into it, you know? And so I think the next logical step is like, well, I want to like make music like this cause it's so good. And I just want there to be more of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I definitely think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that the music we make is like completely off radar with like what, you know, other bands are doing now. But I think like earlier on, you know, like six or seven years ago, I definitely felt like I wasn't not only was I really not going to a lot of live shows at that time, but also just kind of feeling like there wasn't real like that this music I was listening to was sort of existed in a period of time and that it didn't really like really exist too much anymore. You know, it was more like the, like, you know, there's like emo revival and like, you know, indie rock. Uh And to, in my, you know, back, you know, then I was just thinking that that was really 
all that was around. And so I was, there was a part of me too that was like, it'd be cool to really like take all the stuff that I'm listening to, which is basically like, you know, 90s emo and like mm-hmm. kind of just make something that, that felt similarly that felt like I wasn't, wasn't seeing it in, in, in modern, in modern day. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty quick. The first band that I tried to start was, um, with, uh, it was me and my friend, Jason Moriarty, um, who he lives in Connecticut. Um, still actually, I didn't know him. Well, okay. So I, the other part of my, my childhood story is that I, I moved to Connecticut after four and I grew up there and then eventually moved back to the city when I was 18. Okay. Um, and Jason was someone who lived in Connecticut, but I didn't actually know until I'd moved back to New York cause he lived in a different part of Connecticut. But he was someone early on who I started where, you know, we clicked on a lot of music. He's like, yeah, I love like, you know, like piebald and like American football and I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff that betrays humor. I don't know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, sick. And then he played in this band at the time called Milkshakes and they were kind of splitting up. And, uh, we were like, yeah, let's, you know, he played, he's a guitarist. So we were like, yeah, let's try to do something. It'd be really fun. And, uh, we, we had like one, we ended up writing like one song together. Um, but it was just really hard him living in Connecticut and me being in New York for us to really do anything. Um, and so that the band was supposed to be called cupboard, <laughs> uh, but it never, it, uh, never came to fruition other than like that one song that we wrote but like, you know, never recorded or anything. And then, and then, yeah. And then basically ended up meeting Ita. Um, and you know, Ita had, since I met them has, has, you know, been in that band mama. Uh Um, and, but when I, when I met them, they, uh, had just, uh, moved here, like to, to go to school. They were, um, they, actually are graduating from Pratt after like how many years of they've been in school for like six years or something insane. But yeah, they're going to Pratt and I'm, I met them through, through my girlfriend at the time, uh, Nina and Nina was like, yeah, like, you know, Ita plays in this band, but they're all based in LA and they're looking for, for someone to play with here and like, you know, maybe start a band or whatever, just at least just jam and, you know, um, to kind of fill their, their, their void in, in music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, and again, I was like trying to look for a band at that time. Cause I really wanted to try to form something more solid. And, uh, yeah. So we started playing together with, it was me and, and my other friend, Trish, uh, Trish McGowan, who I'm actually teammates with on glue skateboards. Um, so another skater musician friend, and yeah, we just started jamming together and it was really fun. We, we clicked really well and wait, hold on. I'm just getting into my house and I just realized my landlord just changed the locks. Oh, sweet. This door's open. Okay. <laughs> our hand, the hand, <laughs> the handle broke on our front door. So we had to go through this door. Um, yeah. So basically we all started jamming together and then Tris ended up moving and, but Ethan and I kept playing together and, we basically had like a rotating kind of selection people of, of members until 
like my friend Nicole played in the band who Nicole is actually the person that recorded us recorded that EP and now actually plays in peak. Um, she's playing bass in peak, okay. um, but she, she was actually the, one of the original Astrotame members. What does Michael do now? Does Michael not play anymore. Michael is doing vocals. So oh, okay. stand. Yeah, we, yeah, we really wanted a standalone vocalist and we actually tried a couple people out. Um, and they just kind of ended up falling through for one reason or another. Okay. Um, and we, when we were recording, you know, we recorded, we just recorded our last thing with Nicole also. And when we were recording, we were kind of just like toying with the idea of, um, of having Nicole come and play bass. Cause Nicole's an extremely talented musician. She's insanely talented. She's, she's more talented at guitar than, than Joe and Larry. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, and so to that effect, she's, she rips on bass and we were like, well, we've been wanting a standalone vocalist. Like, why don't like Michael, why don't you just, why don't we just have Nicole play bass and Michael play, Michael does vocals and that we just toured like that and it, it was fucking awesome. So that's I think awesome. that's a, but yeah, so anyway, Nicole was original aspartame member and then yeah, through Ita, um, she, she introduced me to Spencer because they knew each other from LA and Spencer was like, you know, she, or Ito was like, um, uh, yeah. Like my friend Spencer is like really into this kind of stuff too. Like he likes a lot of like slow core. Um, but he also is like, you know, like likes emo and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And so like I met Spencer and we were nerding out. And so he, he jumped in and then through Spencer, Spencer knew this guy, John kind of in passing John Daly um, and, jo and Spencer was like, well, I should get my friend John to come in. Cause he also really likes all this stuff. You know, he, John's, John's very into like, John really likes like kind of like metalcore and like emo, like, you know, Ben falls and, um, like, but also shit like, you know, he loves like Acacia strain and like poison the well and or whatever and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, and yeah, so, so then John kind of came into the picture and then, but at that point, um, Nicole was kind of like, you know, you guys should just kind of do this. And then, yeah. And so that, so that was finalized our lineup of, of, uh, uh, John Daly, Spencer Light, Ita Friedman and myself. Um, and yeah, and there was even a rotating kind of thing of like, there was a point where like Ita was playing bass, but then like me and Ita started writing a lot of songs together early on. And then like John was, is really much more of a guitarist. And he, so he, he never really like, he, he never fooled on bass with us. Um, but then John and I really clicked and started writing a lot of songs together. And then, so like Spencer, um, just started doing bass. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah. So ever since then, that was like, at this point, probably like three or four years ago, which is kind of crazy. Like we've been a band for so long, um, but it's it's been so hard to like always put the pieces together to try to like you know get stuff done and record and write and stuff, um, uh, which is kind of a bit of our downfall. But hopefully, hopefully it doesn't hopefully it doesn't kill us in the end. We can keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I like uh, this. The songs sound like really refined. So, like, if 
that's the result of taking like all of this extra time then it like really paid off yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's funny you say i'm it's i uh appreciate you saying that actually because i think i have thought about that too and i'm like these you know if i even just from from my personal standpoint comparing what i do in aspartame to what i do in peak they're very like kind of polar opposites and kind of how they operate Mm -hmm. um and i definitely like would like to think that the aspartame stuff is a little bit more, like you said, refined, but in kind of more, um, considered the songs are a little bit longer. They're definitely like more dynamic. Um, just in the sense that they have more, you know, peak is very just like loud and just like straightforward and short. Mm-hmm. Um, I, aspartame is definitely more of like a quote unquote, like emo band, I think. Yeah. I with mean- what, with a band like peak like you know or or a lot of the bands that i play and it's like yeah you you have to just write the song and you have to just record the song yeah yeah i mean it's like that's that's what you're doing you you're trying to capture that urgency of that first moment that spark you know and then um excuse me and then like you know the other things stuff like aspartame like that's where where you're where you get the sense of like refinement and and um like cooperation you know it's like yeah. not only natural that you would take uh a little bit longer and and yeah the songs are longer and um yeah i mean um have have any of y'all ever heard of this band from sh- like chicago back in the mid 90s called nim n i m h um no wait it's Wait, or was it NIMB? <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know, but I'll send you Man. a link. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Yeah, send it to me. Because this is, is like... Is it like 90 Chicago is like fucking like my bread and butter. That's, I mean, it's it. like y'all sound like you listened to that band and we're like, let's make a band like that. And Interesting. I, and like, I have never heard a band like that. So like... Oh, wow. I, I can't was, wait to hear it. <laughs> I was immediately like, I love this band. Like when I heard y'all, Thank I you. was like... Um. <laughs> I mean, but that that scene is definitely like uh, you know other bands in that scene uh, are fully uh, you know my like you know my uh, what's the word like unadulterated or what do you want to say un uh, unembarrassingly what's the word uh, oh I'm not sure but like my influences you know yeah, yeah, like band yeah. you know bands like Mila you know obviously there's Braid Braid's Braid. kind of like yeah. at the top of that but you know like there's a lot of other bands that I like from that period, like Truluma, mm-hmm. um, Gage, um, the Sky Corvair, mm-hmm. you know, all of those kind of off offset mm-hmm. like Kinsella projects and like Bob Nana projects and and everything in between there. Um, like Chisel Drill Hammer, like is another like random deep cut one. Um, I'm like trying to think of like shit that I have in my record collection that's like from that Chicago scene. Um, what about um, like five fingers, half a hand? No, never heard no. of that. Yeah, that was a good one. You said Gage, and Gage had played my ha- old house once, and so I was trying oh, to think. Oh, you're kidding! Wait, what are the what are the other bands that have played my house? Like Five Fingers, Half a Hand, John Brown Battery. Uh, John Brown Battery is more more of like a punk, like Small Brown okay. Bike kind of thing. But oh yeah, yeah, well Small Brown Bike, there you go. Or um, like Sweep the Leg, Johnny. I mean, they were bigger than playing my house, but. <clears throat> 
Yeah. But then again, the Locust did play my house once, so. Well, there you go. Uh, it doesn't get much bigger than that in that, yeah. that well, kind of pocket. And that of, was absurd, too. Like, it was just like, it was just like, there's a wonder that the fire people didn't come and, you know, so oh, yeah. s- like, find us all to hell. Because it was like, <laughs> it was just not safe. Like, there was so many people. It was like. It was like people like being Holy like, shit. can we can we squish in a little bit more so that a couple more people could almost see the band? But, um, oh my god, just packed yeah. to the brim. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was like it was nasty. <laughs> it was so packed, but uh, but fun, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I bet. Oh my god. Yeah, like uh, what what was it like? Uh, it was some other bands from back then I was trying to think of um, well speaking of the locust actually my friend Sloan gave me like an OG locust t-shirt yeah which is like so it's just a crazy thing that I have just this like late 90s like locust like terribly printed like shirt it's so cool <laughs> that's awesome he's like he's like you should have this he's like I have like because he's I think he's in his 40s he's like yeah I got this shirt like I just use it to like paint and now I have bought it from them at a show and like whatever 99 and he's like, yeah, I feel like you should have this. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, is, um, is, is being over a certain age and wearing Screamo merch, is that like the like equivalent of like dye, you know, dyeing your hair blue or something? Like you're just not supposed to do it because you're supposed to. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. It depends <laughs> on what it is. Like I'm okay. Like I'm wearing the city of Caterpillar shirt right now. I feel like you could be any age and wear this because it's, it's literally just text on a shirt. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like the logo and nothing else. I think if you're, I think especially to like screamo merch in general is definitely most of it takes the, the, the refined, simple, small route. And I think anything in that realm, you could, you could wear it and it's, it basically to, to the untrained eye just looks like a regular random t-shirt. Yeah. You know, so I think I think you're good in a lot of respects. Like, I mean, not Soul Glow though, because like I was picking up one yeah, of my kids no. from school and I was wearing a Soul Glow shirt, and this guy uh, walked by me and was like, I love that fucking shirt. And I was like, Thanks. I was like, Yeah, check them out. You know, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, What? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he, I, he kind of maybe, you know, maybe seemed like he would have been into that. He, because it was, oh, the, okay. it was the one with like the, you know, the hand and the, like the hand up and the flag. I got to see and it. So I, like, I can't think of any of their shirts outside my head. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it's kind of like a, you know, like a revolutionary sort of looking like, uh, design and stuff. So like, you know, somebody that dig that design, I could see them being like, yeah, okay, this is cool. Probably never heard right, anything right. like that before, but you know, right, right. like being like, yeah, this matches, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, um, I wear like I wear band shirts to to work every day, and I don't. Nobody ever. I randomly will get someone like, "What is that shirt?" You know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't. People don't really like. I don't think people pay attention or give a shit. You know, which is great for me. Yeah, because I'm like I just I'm happy to just wear a different band shirt every day, and, and literally I'm the only person that that cares. You know. Yeah, yeah. Rather than it be like a problem or something, you know. Unless you're trying to cross the Canadian border and like one time our guitar player was wearing, I don't remember what shirt he was wearing, but one time he was wearing like this like death metal band shirt and it was this very anti-Christian like slogan on the bottom of it. And it was like all these like disfigured limbs and stuff. (laughs) Right. Canadian guards were like, 
said said something and like we, you know we just had like it that wasn't even a thought that like that's weird you know yeah I mean? exactly like, you get so used to like that whole like death metal like aesthetic and stuff <clears throat> you're just like yeah you don't even what? think about it you know you're like what it's a death metal shirt what you don't listen to death metal <laughs> and then canadian and, border patrol guy <laughs> and they're like uh they're like murder christians huh and we're like oh shit oh, oh right yeah i forgot <laughs> like That's oh awesome. no yeah, like, I, i'm no i mean not really but yeah just like in theory <laughs> or or uh yeah um uh, i'm gonna go change the shirt now but uh yeah hey, hold on let me just put a hoodie on <laughs> yeah but, um, that's funny like i have i have an ass factor four shirt um awesome and i will like that sometimes i wear that without thinking about it and then i'm at work and i'm like oh yeah i mean again not that it really matters but then i'm like okay i'm wearing a shirt that says ass factor four on it you yeah, know like, yeah <laughs> it's not to like anyone who obviously no one would have any idea what that band is and then so they're like what the fuck like what like <laughs> oh i know exactly who that fucking band is like yeah that shit yeah i don't what's the what's this song called like grandpa's last or something that song is oh, fuck i don't remember that one. first time i ever heard that song i was like i like it's uh what is it i can't i can't stand it it's too pathetic the voice of control the voice of control i was like yeah, yeah. holy shit i need a hundred more songs just like this dialed hey, in wait, me, gonna, like, right now <laughs> i'm actually gonna i have all their i have every single one of their records actually I'm gonna pull out, dude. My I fucking love this the sports too. The Huey Lewis and the News ripoff. Oh yeah. Oh, forty down and feeling gay. That's the song. That's the fucking track. Awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a great band. Like yeah, they're awesome. I'm, and another scene too that's so rich. Like that whole like you know like Virginia mm-hmm. kind of like zone because obviously like page 99s from there but then you have like sleepy time trio and mm-hmm. and maximilian colby and then i don't know who else is from there like like love it you know love it records scene engine down and all that stuff which is so good Getting back to like 
um, aspartame and stuff. And mm -hmm. like, you, you, you know, you're talking about how like getting those three songs together was like a lot of work and stuff. Um, yeah. Has there been, has it been like since then, has it been where like, writing the songs and stuff is more familiar now and it's it's become like easier or is it still kind of just like i mean sometimes that's just the way it is because that's the way it is but like yeah is everyone getting like into sort of like a a, a groove or um not really <laughs> <laughs> we actually yeah. so there's we basically have we have seven songs as a band mm-hmm um, one of those songs came out on that comp, um, that New York scream comp. Mm. Um, it's called still, that was actually the first song that we ever put out. And then, but we haven't, let, we haven't played it in years. I wonder if we still don't even remember how to play it. Um, and then there's three songs in the EP. There's mm. conservation effort, um, perfect workforce and blue. And then there's actually three other songs that have existed for the same amount of time. Um, but basically what the EP came about as it came about, because we, we were basically having this back and forth of like writing songs, trying to record them, sort of failing, uh, restarting, trying it again, blah, blah, blah. Like basically it would be like, I would record drum. Like there was a session I went and recorded, like we had like at 1.8 songs or something. And I recorded like eight drum tracks and then maybe I think we we did like a, a guitar scratch track too or something, and then we were going to record the rest of the stuff on our own time. And then like we kind of just lost steam with it, and then we were kind of like meh. And then we basically got to a point where we were like, okay, why don't we pick like three of these songs that are like definitely fully done, we really like, we don't want to change. We'll, we'll go in over the weekend with Nicole. We'll do everything. We'll bang it out and then we'll put it out as an EP and it, you know, just to get something out there because we've been like doing, having this whole back and forth. So, so the, those are the three songs that we kind of settled on. We practiced them a bunch, went and recorded them, did it, put it out. It's, and it now exists. Um, there's, there's three other songs that are in, that are, that we are in our rotation that we went, you know, we, the last two shows we we've played them. We'll continue to play them. Um, uh, they're called uh, "Ship." Um, What's your idea and friend? Um, so those songs, for the most part, have also been they've been in, in existence for the same amount of time, but they've actually changed. So going back to what you're saying about kind of how you know. Your, your observation of us being, you know, the songs being a little bit more like, um, refined and, mm -hmm. and maybe considered, um, we, I'm actually really glad that we picked the three songs to record that we did and not, not the other ones because save for friend friend has pretty much stayed the same since we wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other two have actually changed a lot since, since even when we recorded the EP, and we've refined them and, and improved on them and, and, and then kind of getting to where we are with them now. I'm like, wow, I'm really glad we didn't record those when we did because we've made them so much better. And now I'm like looking forward to recording them yeah. now because yeah, they're just basically, they're just different songs. 
Um, and so, yeah, like, it, again, it's like part of it is frustrating that we, we aren't as active as maybe I would like to be because I would basically, I, for, for myself personally, I would consider aspartame to be like my main project, even though it's, it's the least active of the two. Um, and definitely the least like prolific in terms of releases, mm. but you know, peak is a band that I joined after it had already been started. And, you know, so it was like, I came into the band having to learn songs that were already being played. And then, you know, I've written, I've written more songs now with peak than I have with aspartame, but, um, the dynamic of the band is still very much like, you know, it's very much like Larry's band kind of, Sure. Um, which is which is I, not, not. I don't mean that in a bad way by any means. I just no, mean, I mean like that. That's a dynamic. It's very much like him and Michael's band. You know, they they started it's it together fun to just like be the person that plays the drums. You know, oh, it's great. Like, yeah. or or the bass or whatever you know you're doing. But like, yeah, especially drums. In my opinion, yeah. are the are the muse are the that's the instrument that I could have the least, like. Um, I could have the least emotional connectivity to the the music, music itself and still have, and still the have most a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I don't mean that like I mean I'm never like I'm never not connected emotionally to the music, but it's just like No, no, but I know I know the exactly least investment what or whatever and still yeah. have the most fun. Yeah, cuz it's it's so physical and it's so loud and you know, and it's, it's almost like j- drums are almost like genre non-defined. Yeah, like yeah. even though even though drums often define genre as an instrument, they're very much not tied to genre. If if that makes any sense, yeah, no, and I th- totally. I think it's just because they're not melodic that they they are rhythmic, mm-hmm. I, and I think that has a lot to do with it. But again, to what you're saying is like, yeah, they they're very much a feeling in and of themselves than they are what they're associated to, you know, the, what song or genre you're playing in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so like, I very much agree with that. Yeah. I, like I was just saying like the, one of the last chats that I had, I was just saying how like, you know, if you, if you can ignore like the rest of the music that's happening and just listen to the drums in a song, like I guarantee you, like it's, it's good. It's a good time. Like no matter yeah. what, and like, and that's basically what I do most yeah, of the time. Yeah, because I mean, like why I why I got into drums too. Because you know, someone like someone can play. Like, there's a difference between like, there's no such thing as a bad beat. Like, somebody can play a beat poorly, but like, right. there's no such thing as a bad beat. And you could do like, you're as a musician, like. Except for the rock beat. Fuck the rock beat. Oh, <laughs> okay. Everybody has to have <laughs> no, their one, kidding. you know? But, um, yeah. I'm just kidding. Like, uh, and, yeah, like, as as the rest of the band, like, you're, you're, like, you could play one beat, and the, the, the only limit is, like, someone else's imagination. Hey. You know? It's just, like, you could do so many things over the exact same beat. And so it's like you said, it's like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Genre doesn't mean anything to drums. It's just like, l- let's do this, you know. Let's let's yeah, cl- click them off and let's go, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to do over this is entirely up to yeah. Yeah, I mean, and but again, but again, it's funny because it is like genre, or I mean, drums are 
do often define genre in a lot of ways, which is sort of an ironic sentiment, mm-hmm. but, but I, but it is, it does, I don't know. For me, again, it's like, I'm, I'm a rhythmically inclined person. So like, I'm always going to be more drawn to whatever the rhythm is. However, something makes me move it, whether that's physically move or just kind of like emotionally move, mm. you know, I like driving music. Um, and you know, so that like whatever the drums are, are going to completely change a song for me. Mm. Um, it, it could be, you know, I don't know. You could take any, it's like, that's why I love doing like weird covers. Like I don't, we don't do a lot of covers I, in either of my bands, but I always like the idea of doing a, a cover of a song in, in whatever it is that you play, but of a completely different genre, you know, mm-hmm. like taking a pop song and turning it into a punk song or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it's it's how you how the drums are played i think that sort of like changed that feeling and that dynamic of the song from being you know whatever it was originally into like whatever you turned it into yeah yeah and i mean like not um i think you're saying also not just not like just that but like not not like in the way that it's just like every fat records band covered a, a song and just like <laughs> okay pl- now just play it double time like i think, right, I think right, we're talking right. about something a little more like <laughs> yeah you know okay yeah. i mean i mean which certainly i mean it does something but it's just like, it does yeah that yeah. that as a very baseline example is is still an example of that yeah right right but right. it is yeah it's a kind of like you know it's it's first tier on the list of yeah yeah how to change a genre and a song I'm saying that when that when we're talking about doing this thing, we're not saying like, yes, um, we're gonna play uh, the uh, Charlie CX song, like you know, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, it's um, I think I think covers are really fun because I think sometimes it's really fun to try to um, <clears throat> to try to play a cover song as close as you can to the original thing because you, yes. you don't like like um when we did our block party covers and our like Tegan and Sarah covers like mm-hmm. I was like I'm going to try to play these songs exactly. exactly the way they play them because I don't have the like studio that they had I don't have the production team that they have, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was like, what would it be like if just me, just like this shithead in their basement, you know, with some shitty guitars and a $180 drum kit, like, whoa, Mm -hmm. versus like someone with a $30,000 studio budget, like what'll happen, you know? And um, I mean, it's, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Dude, fuck! I would love to cover Block Party. That sounds so fun. Oh, we did too. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. It was fun. Yeah, please. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not Matt Tong. That's for sure, though. Uh, like, <laughs> there was some shit that Matt Tong did that until I actually sat down to play it, I did not even. I was like, holy shit! He's like, like I knew he rips, but I was like, he fucking rips. Like he plays so right. fast. It's just right. like 
all it right does. hand, like yeah, dude. Some yeah, I know some of those songs are fucking really fast. Yeah, it like Ramones level fast. Yeah, it's a lot of fun though. Which speaking of, dude, some of those video live videos of like the Ramones playing, it's like it's it it impossibly fast. Just, just like that right hand, just like, and it's, and for someone like me, I, I'm, I suck at roles. Like I'm so bad at my, my, like my, definitely my weakest point of being a drummer is like, like stamina to that effect of like, like doing roles really consistent, fast, extended for extended periods of time, really bad at it. And which I think comes with the fact that I don't actually, my amount of time playing drums physically sitting down in a kit versus like how long I've been like mentally thinking about drums is mm-hmm. like very, there's a very disparaging, uh, correlation there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that like, that is definitely one of the things that like comes with playing the drums a lot is, is consistency specifically with like roles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's just really hard to get good at for me anyway one time i saw this one video where this guy was talking about you're you're cutting out oh sorry yeah you're back one time i saw this one video where this guy was doing this thing with his right hand which he was like this makes your hi-hat work so much faster and what he was doing is he was like he was like stroking the hi-hat like he would go in and he would hit the hi-hat like on the on the in and then he would hit it again on the way out. So he was going right. like, sissa, And it was yeah. like a Yeah. I tried that for shit for like an hour. I was like, this is fucking impossible. I yeah, I can't fucking back, do this. I just went Dude. back and do my stupid shit, you know? <laughs> do, you follow, do you follow that guy? Uh, there's a guy on YouTube. He's like this, like, I think he's Norwegian. He's some sort of Scandinavian. He's like a Scandinavian metal guy. Like nerdy beyond all belief. He's like, he has this really, he, it's called interesting blast beat technique explained. Okay. And he's like, hello guys, I have this interesting blast beat that I do. And he's like explaining it. Okay. And it's like similar thing where he, he has, it's his hands, his stick. He, he fucking like, imagine you're pinching the, the drumstick between your index finger and your thumb and you're, 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 you're hitting on the down and then you're you're kind of swipe sliding your finger like your thumb and your index finger are sliding it so that when the stick bounces up, you close your hand, and then you get another beat out of it. Jeez. So yes. it's like this like shipoom 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 kind of like yeah movement. But he's playing like you know three hundred BPM blast beats with it. That's like, so, yeah, that shit like, is wild. And again, it's like same thing. I like I was like, okay, let's see how this works. And I tried it for like I tried it maybe for like fifteen minutes and I was like, this is nonsense to me. I, <laughs> I don't understand yeah. how the fuck I can't I can't get it to like but he's like he's like basically like squeezing the stick back and forth and it's like creating this like the glunk 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 kind yeah. of thing, like similar to the like hi hat situation, you know. Yeah. That sounds like this And I'm like, that's the kind of yeah, it sounds like what you were saying. Uh, well, there's this there's this guy on that I saw, I saw like doing something on Instagram that I followed for a while till it was just like too depressing. Um, uh-huh. his, his name's Ricardo Merlini, and he 
he does something that sounds similar to that, but like, he, it's just like his hand is not moving at all. It looks like he just is, his hand is just twitching slightly. It looks, it looks very unnatural, right. but like he, he does this with like, he does this with like literally anything. He'll take like actual hammers. Like, you know, you're going to just like put up a, a fucking, um, picture in your house, you know, and you hammer something. He'll take like hammers, two hammers, and he'll just be like, and he's like doing like glass beats with them. Is this guy's name Ricardo? Ricardo Merlini. Yeah. Like look up, look up his shit on YouTube or on Instagram. He's got like a zillion videos on his Instagram where he's just like, he, he'll have like actual hammers. He'll have like a baseball bat. He, I don't, you know, I don't know if the baseball bat was a thing, but the hammers were definitely a thing. And literally anything he, he'll get his hand on, he'll, he'll just like, he'll do it. He does blasts on like, on like the, the caps of like bottles. He'll do them on the smallest things. Like he's just like pinpoint. Wait, accurate. can you send me his? Oh yeah, for sure. Can you send for sure, it's it's bonkers. It's bonkers, but yeah, way above way above my pay grade. Like I'm like yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, like keep me around. Like, um, like if I can play faster than Portraits of Past, like I'm good. Yeah, like, exactly. That's that's like exactly. my like when I play along with Portraits of Past, and I'm like, like, I mean, don't, I mean, that's like one of the greatest drummers in screamo history in my opinion but anyway like yeah. um but like if i can play along with that and i'm like i could still go faster than i'm good you know yeah exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. like me, I'm like, me I'm and fine. <laughs> me and joe me and joe who plays in peak we've actually toyed with the idea of covering bang your head for oh, like yeah. you know like a halloween cover set it'd be oh, so shit. fun yeah that's i'm like yeah i i could i could do i could blast like that yeah that's fine i can caveman blast like that like that's my favorite song by them, but my band Playwalker yes. did a cover of uh, 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 something less than intended once. Nice, so nice. That, that was fun. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, uh, these people—they're out of control with like their their knowledge and their techniques, and I'm. Just I'm like, like, yeah. I'm like, good for you. That's good. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy for you, but I'm so good on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just try to write some some parts for my songs now. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, like, you you know, you said you've got these other three songs, and um, and y'all are like, it sounds like at this point they're a lot closer to being um, like ready to record and stuff. Do you all have plans to? record those songs soon or um are you just are you trying to work up like a few other songs and then make a whole thing of it like what's the yeah that that's basically it you're like we i i talked to them a couple months ago when we because we just played um we played two shows in the past few months um and basically during when we were practicing i was like i had brought that up to them and i was like why don't we like let's record a couple more or I'm sorry, let's write a couple more, like maybe two or three more songs than what we have and then record everything. And then hopefully like try to put all that out, like on a record. I, I'd love to have everything we have like on, you know, on vinyl as like one kind of record. And I'm, I'm hoping that I'm sure that that will probably come through. Ba basically like the, the dynamic of our band is just the fact that all of us are insanely busy 
well, most of us are insanely busy enough that it's like an issue, you know, me, me and John have like full-time jobs. Um, and, um, Ita plays in mama, which like, you know, is blowing up right now. They just got signed to polyvinyl. They're touring in Europe right now. They're touring. They're doing like a, like a two month long tour, uh, in the fall, like end of summer, fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, they just got signed. So polyvinyl is pushing them. They're, they're doing, they're putting out, I think five single, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that actually, but <laughs> they're putting they're doing, out a bunch of singles. They're doing, stuff. they're putting out singles. They're doing a bunch of stuff that require work, you know, like music videos, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, so yeah, so they're, so Ita's super busy with that. Um, Spencer also plays in that band, Millie, who's, you know, also popping off right now. They're about to put a record out. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's basically just trying to find time in between like the craziness of all of our lives to get together and do it. Um, and yeah, we, we did start writing a new song that's, that's almost done. Um, I, I've been just been having a lot of ideas for songs. Like I've been voice memoing like crazy and I've, I've, I've really been trying to like get in there with, you know, if not everyone, like at least some of them, like you know, if it's as busy, get in there with John and Spencer and try to write and get these ideas out and hopefully turn them into something. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully what we can do is, you know, the, the three songs that we have that are in our rotation are, are, are done solid pack ready to go. Um, and the, so those will stay, you know, everything that we're playing will stay. And then, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can just get it together to, to, finish and write a couple more and um then get it together to just record them all and and yeah put it out and hopefully i mean it's funny like the thing the 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 funny thing about us is that it's like i it's either anytime we either put something out which i guess is really only the one time but or anytime that we play a show there's definitely this immediate high of of hype um which is awesome I think people, people, I think are pretty responsive to us, at least in our kind of like bubble, Mm -hmm. um, in a way that I know, like, you know, people like peak too, but again, I think it's the same thing where it's like peak is very much short, quick, consistent boom. You know, Mm -hmm. not only do we write and record like that, but we also like play shows like that. Like I play so many more shows of peak and they're very much more like kind of, they're a lot more casual, um, you know, we kind of just, just like boom, boom, play them. Um, but with Aspartame's again, we've literally only played three shows as a band ever. Mm-hmm. And every time we play, it always seems like there's a little bit more hype and it always seems like there's a little bit more kind of like reaction to what we're doing. Um, and even this last show that we played at St. Vitus, it was like a lot of people of our friends showed up there was a lot of very positive response. We could all definitely kind of feel it. It felt really good, you know? And, um, even I, I, even the owner of St. Vitus apparently had came down while we were playing and, and cause one of the other bands that we were playing with this guy that, that booked us, he was, came up to me after we played and he was like, Hey, like the, you know, he just came down and was like, Hey, these guys are like really good. Like, you know, tell them to get in contact me. Like they're, they can play whenever, you know, like that shit like that, that 
seems very much like, okay, people like people actually like this. And, um, and maybe what we're doing is, is, you know, is good (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better term. And, and I think that kind of sentiment that we, that sort of happens to us when it happens is, is kind of what keeps us going. And again, not that like, not that playing music is is about people, you know, everyone liking it. And, and to that effect, I don't necessarily want every single person to like what we're doing. I don't, I don't really care about being like a popular band by any means. I mean, nor does, you know, most people that really play this kind of music or are more hardcore music, you know, unless they're kind of weird or egomaniacs or whatever. Like, I think there's a certain understanding that like we play this music because, because we love it and because we feel like it needs to exist and we, it comes from us, you know, and no matter, you know, if, if 10 people like it, that's fine. You know, if, if what matters is that I really like what we're doing and I, I just really want it to exist. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, to that matter, like I, I would rather a hundred people really, really, really like us and be like very hyped on what we're doing than 10,000 people just be like, yeah, yeah, they're cool, you know, or whatever, you know, like, which I feel like is a saying that people have said before, but I think, I think it still reigns true. It's, it's kind of like the abolition, you know, kind of approach where it's like, I remember reading something about, I forget what the guy's name is that, that runs that label, but. Kent McClard, is that it? Yeah, I think so. I remember reading something that he had either put in a booklet or something, you know, it was like a kind of a mission statement of like abolition. And it was like, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically what I got out of it was he was saying like, you know, it's not, it's not that, it's not that we want a lot of people to like our music. It's that we want a few people to really, really feel what we're doing because not, because not only will a lot of people like our music, but a lot of people shouldn't like what we're doing. We're not making music for the, for a broad audience, you know, because it's not the point. The point is that we're trying to, we're seeking out these people that feel the same way as us. Yeah. Um, and, and building a community based off that, you know? So like, uh, of course there aren't a lot of, there aren't like swaths of people that feel that way and that feel music in that way. Cause it's not, it's not really the common way that, that people, you know, digest entertainment for, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's really like, okay, like this type of music makes me feel a certain way and it, and it, and it does so in a way that makes me feel, you know, it, it gives me enough motivation to want to try to find other people that, that it makes feel similar and, and try to build something out of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's really like what I, you know, my, my approach to making music is very much, is very, very, very personal, um, approach Yeah. in that way. I definitely, I definitely know what you're saying with that. I mean, it's like, um, I, I don't, I mean, um, I think everybody is, is like, I, 
guilty is the wrong word, but like everybody listens to music casually sometimes. But when it comes to what you're oh, trying yeah. to do with music and stuff, you really you want you want to make a fire out of it. You know, you want yeah. people to really you know feel it, not just like it just to be a casual thing. Yeah, the history and the and the existence of of this band is is pretty um it's still pretty small in a lot of ways yeah and i and i really have no idea what what's gonna happen with it um i i really hope my my hope is that it is it's a consistently kind of low humming active thing that kind of go you know what i mean that goes at this pace for however long I, it feels like it needs to, you know, mm-hmm. and because uh, it, it it always, I definitely like, and again, I'm, you know, forgive me if I'm if I'm putting words in my in my bandmates' mouths or 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 maybe assuming something that that I shouldn't, but I think to a certain extent they would agree that I I think I'm sort of like the 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 driving person behind motivating us to keep kind of keep it going. Um, you know, at least to the effect of like, I kind of manage all this stuff that has to do with the band. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I got all the t-shirts printed and like, I'm, you know, I got us the recording thing and blah, 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 whatever, which I, I'm not saying is like, I don't mean that they don't do, you know, they obviously all pitch in and we all play our part. But I think, I think for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm usually the motivator, I guess would mm-hmm. be the, would be like the proper term again. Cause it's, I don't, I'm not saying that as in like, I, like I'm saying, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining or anything. I'm, I don't, I just think, you know, they, everyone has like their own kind of thing that they're doing. And yeah. And then somebody just has to pull everything back to center sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think to a certain extent that, that I'm that person. Um, and um, so I hope, I hope, you know, I always have a fear that, that it'll, it'll kind of lose enough steam where we can't pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of been like that for a while to this sort of like, you know, again, low humming, like ebb and flow of activity. So, so I, I think it'll, I think it'll work out and I think it'll continue to kind of happen the way that it's happening. And hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll, we'll have a record out. Um, and who knows, man, maybe, maybe it'll, you know, gain enough attention for us to, to be able to basically just make it happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. cause that's, again, that's, that's really what it's all about is just have, having that motivation to be like, cool. Like th- this is, this is worth doing, you know? Yeah. We better, Outside of, yeah. We better do this while, while, you know, while it's ready to be done. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cause even, yeah, it's, it's funny too. I was actually listening to voice memos of us the other day and there's like some songs that we kind of just like, we also do this thing where we'll, we'll write songs and then we'll just completely ditch them, which I guess isn't a totally uncommon thing. Um, but even, even that effect of like being really, really, really selective about what we we put out and what we kind of hold on to, which I think is a product of how, how active we are. Again, I think if we were more active, maybe some of those songs would have ended up getting recorded and putting out some probably prematurely, you know, to where they shouldn't have or, 
you know, some that maybe shouldn't have gotten put out at all. And so again, I think it's sort of in a weird way, it, it kind of helps us. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I don't, I, I'm a kind of, I have a weird, like, um, almost like antithesis to that, which is like any, you can make anything good if you have the right combination of things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's like more about approach I, for me personally, but also mm-hmm. like I, this isn't the kind of thing where, um, this isn't the kind of thing where there's always like three other people's inputs either. So that's the main, right. that's the main difference, you know, is, is it's just like, um, a lot of times it's just like, well, what would be cool if I d- did this? And then, you know, I'm, it's just this mismatch, like m- mix match of things that I've, you know, put together and was like, oh, right. um, <laughs> you know, so it's creating this like, which sounds like my songwriting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a different way of like, just sort of like making a, a, a musical time capsule, you know, and just, and just being it's like, true, yeah. Oh, remember when I really liked um, that? Remember when I really liked that specific guitar tone and like, yeah. to and to roll the ends of all the words that I was, you know, yelling or whatever. Right. Like, you know, so uh, that's that can be fun too. But yeah, it's I true. Mean, you know, like I said, the you know the way that y'all are like refining, you know, your songs and everything. Like it's really worked for y'all so far. So. You know, why mess with it now, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And it's like, again, not that like maybe some of the songs that we have had written that we maybe had just sort of like left for dead, you know, not not necessarily saying that those were bad songs as, you know, objectively or whatever. Like they probably just needed more work than we felt like putting in at the time. And yeah. And there's again, the other it's thing, like mm-hmm. there's the other thing, too, where it's like, I mean, I've certainly played a song like live for like six months or whatever and been like, yeah, this song's great. And you record it and it's just not good. Like it's yeah. something doesn't happen. And I've had the yeah. opposite where it's like, yeah. you kind of be on the fence. Like this song's pretty good. You record it. And then you like, the, like oh, whatever happens, you're like, whoa, that's yeah. this is the best song on there. Like what happened? Um, I kind of, you know, I yeah. kind of had a funny thing like that with, um, with perfect workforce, which is a song that me and John wrote together it was mostly a john riff at the beginning and then yeah and then we wrote it together kind of me and him and then we you know we ended up picking it to to be on the record and and you know obviously like obviously i really like it and you know john me and john really liked it and we all really liked it enough to put it on but i i remember that song being like maybe maybe this song like i not, like I, out of the three songs, I feel like maybe this one won't be the most well received. Like I feel like other people will probably like the other two more. Mm-hmm. And then it was totally the opposite. Like I've had more people tell me that they love Perfect Workforce and that that's their like favorite song on it than than any of the other three or you know the other two. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh wow, like that. You know, so things like that, a similar thing. Or oh wow, like maybe sometimes like you know there is something that you're, you don't see off the bat or that you don't expect um, that ends up coming through in a way that's, that's nice.
And that was my conversation with Cooper Winterson. Thanks so much, Cooper, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to everyone for listening. Until next time, take care and do good things.